Hi, and welcome to the After Aston I podcast. I'm Katrina Wiperi, a graduate of the Aston Executive MBA. And I'm Jeff Savage from Aston's Alumni Relations and Development Team. Join us as we chat to our Aston University alumni and hear the remarkable stories of where their careers have taken them. We have more than 100,000 alumni in 100 countries around the world. Between them, they're saving lives, competing in the Olympics, building multi-million pound empires, getting on important lists and a whole lot more. Get ready to be inspired as we discover what some of our alumni did after Aston. Hi everyone and a happy new year. We hope you had a great festive season. We're back with another episode of After Aston I and today we're joined by Sanjay Kohli. Sanjay graduated from Aston with a degree in international business and management and since then has worked at Ticketmaster International and Warner Music before joining BMG, the new music company, as a senior YouTube manager. There, he's worked on campaigns for artists including Rita Ora, KSI, Alt-J, Craig David, Kylie Minogue, Steph London, Louis Tomlinson, and many more. Going forward, Sanjay is going to be focusing on his own business, AAA Media, Artist Label and Creator Services. And if that's not enough, he's also an associate editor for A Nation of Billions, a music and culture platform. Sanjay, Happy New Year and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Jeff, can I just say, Trini, you sound amazing, but Jeff, you've got an amazing radio podcast voice. I feel like it's <laughs> you know, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm absolutely delighted to hear that. <laughs> Great. Sanjay, before we get into the, the talks about Kylie Minogue, you worked for uh, BMG for a number of years. Uh, yeah. What exactly did you do for them and what did your role involve? Yeah, so with BMG, I joined them from Warner Music and it was in 2020. So it was actually during COVID, I joined them remotely. At the time, basically, BMG were gearing up to start a direct distribution deal with YouTube. So I'm not sure if people understand how music works, but BMG were distributed by Warner Music. So basically, all of their releases went through Warner and then Warner helped support them and pitch them, etc. And then I joined They were what, what they were establishing to be a global YouTube team at the time in 2020. And yeah, part of it was looking after that distribution deal setup. So going direct and dealing direct with YouTube as a business partner, a streaming partner, but then also looking after the artists channels and campaign management and content strategy and rollout across YouTube. So helping them build their channels, put their music videos out create other content and that sort of thing. Yes, it was a really great time. I spent almost four years there. Amazing. And, and what was it like to work in the, the music industry with so many amazing artists? Yeah, it was incredible. I think the, the thing for me about working, I always wanted to work in the music industry, but the reason I was so grateful to be able to work with BMG and, and the other labels was the ability to influence a campaign that actually touches like millions of people. Some of these artists that we work with, they have cult followings of millions of fans. And to have a, even if it's the smallest influence on that and how it's rolled out or what content's going out, when it's going out, et cetera, to then see the impact on the fans that has, yeah, it's, I have not experienced anything like that before. And it was quite humbling, actually. Following up on that, the music industry, it's one of those quite rare industries, which it, it almost has its mythology from those on the outside looking in. How did reality seem when it met with that? Was it what you expected? Or was it a different version, a better version, a completely the same version? How was it interacted? That's a great question, man. To, to be honest with you, like 
to be quite frank, it was a little bit anticlimactic. Like I had, I remember sitting in the Aston Uni Library like during my final year, and literally applying to every single record label. There was over a hundred emails I sent out to every office of, of each label in each country, and so there was so much. I was putting a lot of pressure and there was so much uh, excitement and energy for me to get into this industry. And eventually I got the internship at Ticketmaster and that was amazing working in the live sector. So that was great. And then you come to learn as you grow within it and it is quite a corporate place as well. And obviously from what we see outside of it, it's very much glitz and glamour and celebrity and this and that. And don't get me wrong, that is there. Like I've had drinks with artists and we've partied and it's been amazing. But at the same time, there's a whole corporate side to it as well. And I think it was, yeah, again, it was quite humbling to learn. But that said, I did really also enjoy learning about the, the business strategy and all that sort of thing, because you don't really give too much thought about it. You're hyper-focused on the art and the music and the, the glitz and glamour of it. So yeah, there was, I think it was a little bit different to what I expected, but it didn't sway me. It's still what I wanted to do. It's still what I'm chasing. And it's certainly something that still motivates me. It seems quite apparent that you are just a massive music person that it's, mm. <laughs> it's something that's always been a really big part of you do you think that's that gives you an advantage an edge or do you think it's sometimes it can be a disadvantage how, how do you feel being someone that's always clearly always wanted to get into this who's now there do you think that that might be different to someone who's maybe drifted into it i think to be honest it's quite rare from what i've seen anyway for people that how drifted. I think everyone that's in it always wanted to be or, mm. or had a name to be or is a failed musician or something <laughs> along, along those lines in the nicest way possible. So I think it, it's a prerequisite in, in many ways. I feel like you need the passion for it. And it's very competitive. Like there'll be thousands and thousands of applications for each internship that goes out from a major record label or mm. any sort of music related company. But yeah, with regards to myself, always wanting to be involved, it, yeah, it's just always been a fan, always had that musical environment at home, growing up listening to all my mom and dad's tracks and all the 80s goldies and all that stuff. So I appreciate that. But then I was very much a fan of R&B and hip hop as well growing up. So that was my genre that I listened to. And yeah, it was uh, it was always on the cards for me. Great. And what's, what do you think has been your highlight so far in your music industry career? Yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few. I think as amazing as it is to always work on these massive artists like Kylie and K KSI, for instance, was an incredible campaign to be a part of and just witnessing his growth from a YouTuber playing FIFA videos to actually selling out stadiums and like number one albums is insane, right? That's just a crazy story. But I also really enjoy working on the somewhat, the campaigns that have smaller audiences because you get a real, get to really touch it and really impact what's going on and artists will call you up and be like, thank you for this or let's do that. And having that relationship was incredible. There was, there's quite a few of those. One that always comes back to me is a, a producer called Swindle. He's like a very well-established producer in the rap and R&B scene, but he's got a very heavy jazz influence and he's quite a spiritual and quite a grounded person i really enjoyed working on his campaign at bmg for his album it was called the new world and there was a really special moment where basically on launch day we managed to secure like a youtube sponsored billboard in london and it was i think it's uh shepherd's bush the roundabout 
And it was the area that his dad was from and he grew up in like the housing and all that stuff. And we took his dad to the roundabout. And then as Swindle's album popped up on the screen, he turned his dad around. He was, oh, what do you think about that? And there's a, we captured it on video. And it was like really emotional. His dad was like, what? This is crazy. Um, oh, that's so was, lovely. Yeah. So there's moments like that, which I think you can't really numerate. You can't quantify. Like it's, they're just special. Yeah, definitely. Would you say that's one of like your best, one of your best moments in the industry? I'm sure you've got many of them. Yes, it's the one that comes to mind when I'm asked that. So it clearly, clearly has some significance. You've started your own business now. You're going to be taking that forward. We'll have some more questions about that shortly. Can I just ask about that? Is there an immediate feeling of greater pressure or is it more a case of more freedom? Or is it both? It's both. It's both. Yeah, 100% it's both. I think I've always wanted to work for myself to a certain extent. I always had that entrepreneurial spirit and obviously it's something that is encouraged as well at Aston. I know it's a great business school, but you've had a lot of entrepreneurs come from there and it's always been on the cards for me again. I think, of course, there's pressure now because there's no cushion. There's no calling sick day. There's no there's no fallback. Yeah, it's pressure, but I think it's quite early days still, but very liberating, I feel. And it allows me to work with who I want to work with, pitch with the ideas that I want to. And it can be quite difficult in big companies to be able to have huge impact on certain things because there's so many cooks and there's so much going on and mm. there's so many considerations don't get me wrong that's been great to learn because obviously that's taught me a whole bunch and the different elements that we have to consider but i always felt like i needed to do this and so yeah i'm very excited to launch triple uh, a media so sanjay you've been talking about your company so do you want to tell us a little bit more like when does it kick off launch event what can we can expect from you as well yeah, for sure. It was founded on the concept of me having to, used to write with uh, Nation of Billions. So I was an editor there and one of the sort of brands within it was AAA. And it was us documenting artists like on a show day or on an album release and we'd just spend the day with them and do an interview and then write the piece up in like a first person tone, do videos if we could. And it branched out from there and essentially... It was about me trying to, because I was writing and editing for a long time without making any money. It was a, a passion project and it was great because it gave me a lot of experience. It gave my name a little bit more weight when it comes to the industry and the scene in that sense. And so it was amazing. I got to interview so many great artists as well. It was time for me to just figure out how to monetize it properly. And so what I was able to do was take the skills that I've learned from working in these roles in the labels and whatnot and apply them for myself. And so I founded AAA Media. We're basically a content creator and artist services company offering digital marketing services, content strategy and consultation. Worked with a bunch of clients already from major A-list artists and creators as well, not just in music, but also living in the YouTube and influencer world to grassroots artists from across the country as well and helping them with strategy and sort of offering ad hoc services to them as well so very excited about it we're also focusing on content as well i'm sitting on a bank of interview content that i've developed over the years and we're, we're rolling all that out and doing more of that stuff and also offering workshops as well for educational purposes for people that either want to get into the industry or also are in the industry and they want to learn more about how to help their artists with their campaigns. So yeah, a whole bunch of stuff and it's very exciting. 
Wow, that does sound exciting. So well, does that mean that you'll be coming back to like on the music scene in the West Midlands as well then? I'd love to. Obviously, I'm, I'm from Birmingham originally as well. And so I moved down to London after I graduated. But yeah, I've still got good ties within the Birmingham scene and I'd love to be able to offer more out there and work with more artists from there as well. Last year, I was also part of a few different panel talks and workshops, traveling up to Scotland in Glasgow, traveling over to Belfast as well. And it's really important as well for me to reach out to these regions just because, let's be real, the the music industry is hyper-focused on London. And it's like you have to be in London to make it. I think it is very important to have a presence here and to experience it because it is where things happen. It's where meetings happen. It's where events are. It's where people meet and connect and do business. But there's a huge amount of talent outside of London. And that's something that I'm looking to tap into a lot more as well. Do you think that now that you're independent, as it were, do you think it will give you greater opportunity, greater flexibility to go and look in those areas, to move out of London if you so choose to do? Yeah, 100%. I think business is business at the end of the day. And so the labels and the companies that have already a well-established business, they understand how it works. They understand the markets they need to operate in to be profitable. And I totally get that, except it works very well for them. But yeah, I think this, again, I think within any industry, I feel like if you were to go freelance or set up your own thing, there is just a, a, a huge more amount of freedom. Again, probably more pressure, but a lot more freedom with it. So, yeah. And if there's one artist that you'd love to work with, who would that be? Let's make it easier, maybe maybe harder, actually. Uh, <laughs> and we'll open it up so you don't have to worry about offending anyone at present. Yeah. <laughs> but from, from, from the whole history of music, maybe, if you could go back yeah. as far as you wished and, and been there and said, and let's assume that digital campaigns would have been feasible at that time, yeah. is there anyone that really does jump out? My two top favorite ever artists that I would rate the most are Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston. So they're my favorite vocalists ever. Nowadays, I'm still a big fan of rap music. I think J. Cole was in my Spotify Wrapped this year, so he's always one that I listen to. So who was in your guys' Spotify Wrapped last year? I had a quite an unusual Wrapped for me because I'm getting married this year. So... Congrats. Thank you very much. Towards the end of last year, I spent an awful lot of time, my fiance and I, we spent an awful lot of time listening to particular songs, trying to work out what was going to be suitable music for the walking down the aisle part. Yeah. So I've got a real selection in there, which is beautiful and we love all the music, but I don't think there's anything that would normally have popped up in my rap. I have a bit of a get out clause on that one. It sounds like a really, really good story to be a, um, you know, to hide your guilty pleasure sort of thing. You don't really have any guilty pleasures. Uh, I'm quite I'm quite open about them and feel no guilt whatsoever. Okay, that's but, uh, yeah, I don't want anyone looking at this and think that those are his pleasures. That would be slightly guilty. As lovely as they are, just make that clear as well. With me, it's it's Sean Paul. Every single year, really? the top artist. Love him. Absolutely love him. I actually saw him last year at the, the Maid Festival. Amazing. Yeah, I'm going to see him again this year. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. It's great. <laughs> so the new business, AAA, exciting year ahead, exciting times, very appropriate. This is the new year and we can look forward. But I just want to take you back a little bit because mm. we're going to get we're going to get so many complaints uh, if we don't ask about this. You worked with Kylie. Kylie worked with me. Kylie worked with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, put, put, 
how did that come about? How did she get access? And what, if you can say, what, if you can say within reason, what was it like? Yeah, for sure. So Kylie was signed to BMG before I joined. So I think she did her first album with BMG in 2019. So the year before I joined, I think it was called Golden. Um, so I joined in 2020 and one of the first campaigns was actually Kylie and we were gearing up for the next Kylie album. It was called Disco. And really, I remember in my, in my first week at BMG, I jumped straight into it. I had to do a presentation on Kylie to YouTube and what the plan was, etc. how we could work together with YouTube. We worked on that first album, Disco, which went to number one. It was a really great success. And then we just wrapped up at the end of last year, her most recent album, Tension, which you might have heard the viral hit Padam Padam from. So that was, yeah, that, I think that got released last year in May time and it just flew and it has actually been nominated for a Grammy as well. So it was like probably my first Grammy nominated project that I worked on and it was, yeah, very amazing experience. The management team at Kylie's are an amazing team to work with, very open, very busy all the time. But yeah, it was great and I really enjoyed it. Again, she has a huge fan base, a massive engaged fan base, and it was growing a huge amount, particularly on her YouTube channel from the first album to this most recent album. We've doubled her subscribers. She was on like 600,000. It's now 1.2 million. And so that was just on YouTube. That she th This was prior to TikTok and her getting onboarded onto that. And so obviously that's all blown up as well. But she's very professional. We went to, in December... Last year, we went to an evening with, I don't know if you, you might have seen that on ITV, but there was an evening with Kylie Minogue. And as they're filming, they're obviously filming like cutouts for the TV adverts and stuff while we're sat in the audience. And obviously you don't see that on the TV, but the way she conducted herself, she's been in the business for decades, right? And so she was, she's a showwoman. She's extremely professional. She gets it done. And it was just incredible. And it just made me look up current artists and to a certain extent and just I don't know if they could ever carry themselves that professionally and she's she obviously she's clearly a well-established icon and yeah it was very humbling to work on amazing that sounds great and I'm sure like you've mentioned quite a few highs in your kind of career with BMG and working with all these amazing artists but what are the challenges that you've actually faced working in the music industry yeah I think I alluded a little bit to earlier with regards to when it's like a big priority artist and big campaigns, there's a huge amount of people involved and everything has to be approved on multiple layers. And you can, you might have an idea. We compare it to like the swindle thing, for example, right? If we wanted to get like a, a an artist that has millions of followers, if we wanted to get them down to a roundabout in London, in West London and get their parent there to film it, it would probably take months and months, if not years of like approvals and budget and mm. all this stuff. That's probably one of the biggest challenges when it comes to working on, on these priority campaigns is trying to get things over the line. And I think everyone experiences it to a certain extent, including the artists and management themselves. Like they want to do things that can't always be done or provided, or there's not the budget or there's not the buy-in from partners and, and whatnot. So I think that was probably one of the biggest challenges. Yeah. And if we've got any current students or alumni listening who feel that they actually, they have that passion, they have that drive, or they wanted to get into the sector, as someone who's worked within it and is now going to be staying within it, but independent, do you have any particular advice that you'd give? Probably 
patience and persistence. I think those were the two things that I needed to learn. I always had the persistence, always ever since, again, I was in that Aston Uni library and sending all those applications, that was persistence. And then the one thing I have learned is to be patient and then it will come when it comes, as long as you're, as long as you're on your righteous path and you're doing what you need to be done and it will eventually come your way and and then the other thing is just clue yourself up about what's going on just know what's happening in the industry read all the read all the articles and the business news and just understand the landscape and try not to chase the glitz and glamour of it and try and actually figure out what your value is and deliver on that and then that will get you to where you want to get to brilliant we have three quick fire questions we always wrap up with that all of our guests have to answer i suppose Entirely up to you, but we'll get those off now. Number one, most valuable lesson you've learned throughout your career so far? Probably patience. Yeah, probably being patient. Sounds good. And you mentioned AAA Media, but what else is next for you this year? Yeah, so that that's going to be my main focus this year, just establishing that. Obviously, we've got a decent client base already, and we're working with a lot of artists and creators. I'd love to be able to deliver more workshops and under the sort of educational arm of AAA and connect to more people in and outside of the UK. And if people have heard this and would like to connect with you or to find out more, is there any way they can do that? For sure. They can hit up my Instagram or LinkedIn. It's Sanjay Kohli on all platforms. And then I'll also provide my website details and stuff like that as well. Fantastic. And we also know you filmed a video with us for the Aston for Life platform, which is fantastic. So if any alumni would like to see Sanjay in action, you can head over to the platform and find that. Sanjay, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you ever so much for chatting to us and all the very best for 2024. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Alumni listeners, exciting news. We've got lots of new things coming this year, including the launch of the new Aston for Life newsletter at the end of this month and the launch of the Alumni Club in February. We'll leave a link in the show notes Do make sure you update your contact details and let us know if you'd like to opt in to receive the newsletter and keep an eye on our social media channels to find out more about the Alumni Club. Until next time.